0: Our lesson for today comes from the Gospel according to Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 through 26. Matthew 9, 18 through 26. Here is the word of God to us. While he was saying these things to them, suddenly a leader of the synagogue came and knelt before him, saying, My daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Then suddenly a woman who had been suffering from hemorrhages for 12 years came up behind him and touched the fringe of his cloak. For she said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be made well. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, take heart daughter, your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. When Jesus came to the leader's house and saw the flute players and the crowd making a commotion, he said, go away for the girl is not dead but sleeping, and they laughed at him. But when the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took her by the hand and the girl got up and the the report of this spread throughout the district. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer, amen. Many years ago, well, I should start by saying, I like to tell you a story from many years ago There was an American missionary in India named Ernie Campbell. He was a Presbyterian pastor and a second generation missionary. Ernie was visited by a church member who was on his first trip outside of the USA. While they were on the road, the missionary's jeep slid into a ditch and got stuck in there on the driver's side, so Ernie was down there in the ditch and his friend was on top of him. And so, he had to push the friend telling him to kick the jeep door with his feet. So, the door opened. Ernie pushed the friend, the American friend, out and he also went out that way, crawled out. The visitor got panicked. It was a strange land for him and his first trip out of the USA and in all of the world, it was India, people were speaking in strange language and he did not have any AAA to call for rescue. So he said to his host, the missionary, the jeep is stuck and what are we going to do? The missionary was relaxed because it had happened to him other times. And he has faith that it would all work out. He said to his American visitor, God will provide. God always does. The help we need will come through the people who come. The visitor doubted it. A little bit later, a man came along the road, examining the jeep in the ditch, and said to the missionary, sir, your jeep is stuck in the ditch. What are you going to do? So, the missionary said, I can see that, do you have any idea? And the man said, why don't we three push your jeep? It didn't even move an inch. And so, the man said, someone will come. He tried to move on. And the missionary tried to give him a little bit of money to say thank you. The man said, no, thank you, I did nothing. So, he went on and the visitor now said, now what? The missionary said, just wait. God will provide. God always does. A man with a horse came by next. He examined the jeep in the ditch and said to the missionary, sir, your jeep is stuck. What are you going to do? And so the missionary said, yes, I can see it. Do you have any idea? And so this man said, let me try to pull your jeep out with my horse. There was no accomplishment done. So then the missionary tried to give him a gift of money. And the man said, I did nothing, so no thank you. And he went on with his horse. And now the American visitor is growing impatient and nervous and said, now what? And the missionary said, we wait, God will provide. A farmer with an ox cart came by next, examined the jeep in the ditch and said, Sir, your jeep is stuck in the ditch. What are you going to do? And Ernie said, Yes, I see. Do you have any idea? He said, Let me unhitch my oxen and pull your jeep out with them. But no luck. Missionary offered some money of thanks and gift of thanks. And the man said, oh, No, thank you, because I accomplish nothing. And the farmer and his ox cart went by. The visitor now is kind of getting really, really nervous and said, now what? I think Ernie was also getting a little impatient of the visitor and said, just wait. So, a merchant with a camel came by next and examined the jeep in the ditch and said, sir, your jeep is stuck, what will you do? And Ernie said, yes, I see. Do you have any idea? The merchant said, let me unload my camel and pull your jeep out. But they had no luck. And they went missionary, tried to give a gift of little money as a thank you. And the man said, no, thank you. We did not accomplish anything. And they went by. And then the now visitor said really, really exasperatedly, now what? And missionary said, have patience, just wait. A mahout with an elephant came by next, (laughs) examined the jeep, and the mahout said to the missionary, sir, your jeep is stuck. What will you do? And the missionary said, yes, I see it. Do you have any idea? And the mahout said, let me hitch up Balu, my elephant. We will pull your jeep out. With Balu, the elephant's help, the jeep was pulled right back up onto the road. You already knew that. And missionary offered some money as a gift of thanks. And the mahout said to the missionary, my elephant Balu and I are very happy that we could make a gift of help to you. No need to give us anything. So they went on their way. So the American visitor um, said, well, I'll be darned. It's a miracle. So did I mention this man, Ernie Campbell, was my husband Will Brown's uncle? There are uh, many stories from Brown's and Campbell's from their missionary days. Some of them are funny. (laughs) What is a miracle anyways for us today? A miracle is an extraordinary event, only possible with God's involvement. In the Gospel according to Matthew chapter eight and nine, we find series of miracles of extraordinary events, only possible with God's involvement. In chapter eight of the Gospel according to Matthew, we see Jesus heals a leper, Jesus heals a centurion servant in absentia, Jesus restores Peter's mother-in-law and other people back to health. Jesus stills a storm. Jesus exercises demoniacs. Jesus heals a paralytic carried to him by the friends. In chapter 9 today, we hear that Jesus actually resurrected a religious leader's daughter and heals a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years. In all these miracles, there is one common theme. No one is healed because they were worthy. Everyone is included in the possibility of God's grace. Moreover, while faith is lifted by Jesus, it is not mandatory. In the Bible, we see the stories that Jesus sometimes heals and recognizes the faith of the patient who needs healing. Sometimes Jesus recognizes the faith of family or friends. Sometimes, as we see in Matthew chapter 14 and verse 14, which is one of my favorite miracle stories, Jesus sees the crowd, has compassion on them, and heals them without anyone making a request to him. In today's lesson, Matthew chapter 9 verses 18 to 26, like I mentioned and read to us earlier, two miracles wrapped one within the other. Both started with the word suddenly as unexpected interpretation, as unexpected interruptions to what Jesus is doing. While Jesus is talking with John the Baptist's disciples, about fasting, suddenly Jesus is approached by a girl's father, a synagogue, a religious leader. In the gospel, according to Mark's version, he has a name, Jairus. And who says, My daughter has died, but come and lay your hand, and lay your hand on her, and she will live. Professor Douglas Hare, who wrote the interpretation commentary on Matthew reminds us on how radical this is. Matthew radically alters the situation by reporting that the girl is already dead. When the father comes to Jesus, the father's request therefore is not for a healing of an illness, but for a resurrection from the dead. In other words, this synagogue leader is asking Jesus for a miracle to resurrect his already dead beloved daughter. And Jesus got up and followed him with his disciples. Again, the word suddenly, a woman who has been bleeding for 12 years comes from behind Jesus. She believes that if she even touches the cloak of Jesus, she would be made well. So she touched his cloak. Jesus turns see her and said, take heart, daughter. Your faith has made you well. Instantly, the woman was made well. A great lesson for me in here is that Jesus is interrupted by this woman he could have just gone on knowing that the power of healing has gone out of him, that someone had benefited from it. He could have just kept going. He was on a mission to resurrect this girl. No, he didn't do that. Jesus stopped making the time to converse with this woman, calling her daughter very endearingly and telling her that her faith has made her well. The same is true for all of us today. We are interrupted all day long. Most of us have a destination or a goal to accomplish each day in our lives. I certainly do. On our way to getting there, we get interrupted often. How many of us take the time or making a point of tending to the interruption? on our daily lives, I wonder. After attending to the interruption, Jesus arrives at the leader's house. Jesus sends out the crowd saying, go away, the girl is not dead, she's asleep. Jesus takes the girl's hand and she got up. And again, in Mark's version, Jesus said to them, give her something to eat. I love to eat, look at me. So I really miss that part give her something to eat. Jesus resurrected this girl from the dead based on her father's faith in Jesus power. Like the father in this history, we pray for others in worship here or in the contemporary service, or when we are alone at home or anywhere that we are, we pray for others all the time. Besides for ourselves, we do pray for others. We even pray for people we don't know in person. Our 129 shepherding deacons pray for us every day. And also, if you look at um, your bulletin, and we pray for people all the time. And towards the back of your, uh, your bulletin, you will see that it's a list of names under prayer list people who are church members whom we most likely know, friends most of them we don't know in person, those who are in the military, those who mourn, and those in countries of war and conflict, we pray for them all. Most of them don't even know that we are praying for them. Jesus teaches us that our prayers for others by telling us this story of a loving father is very important. Jesus teaches us that our prayers for others matter and is important. Healing is decided by God and God alone. This is true whether it is a physical healing or emotional healing or eternal healing. God decides how to heal each person for whom we pray. Everyone is held in God's love and compassion in Stephen ministry, we say we pray and care for people, and, but God cures them. The Reverend Dr. Cynthia Campbell, in the Feasting on the Word Commentary, says, these two powerful and familiar stories told in Matthew's spare, spare and straightforward style emphasize the power of Jesus, not only to heal, but to bring the dead back to life. They point to Jesus' own resurrection and the promise that through him, all who believe will share in his power over death. The focus for Matthew is on Jesus, who embodies the power of God, giving health and life. Even though all people are sinners, God's grace and miraculous power reaches toward all people. Professor Guy Nave says that both the child's father and the woman with bleeding have faith, not only in the healing power of Jesus, but also in the mercy of Jesus. If we look at Psalm 148, verse 8 today, we will see it reads, the Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. God still loves us, and works miracles today. Let's pick one example for our own time, contemporary time. Day of Hope is a miracle of God's doing through many of you here and many other people in Sarasota. God still works for hope and miracles. It gets hundreds, Day of Hope gets hundreds of children prepared for school who otherwise may not be prepared. Page 14 of your bulletin would tell you that our 12th day of hope is July 15, a few weeks from today, and it is true, 12th time it will be, we have done it, 11 years. I call that participating in God's modern day miracle. On day of hope, we get not only here in our own church, we not only get 250 children ready for school, but we also teach them that God loves them. We pray for them and their families. God still works miracles today, whether on an Indian road or in Sarasota. Let us be a part of God's miracle. Thanks be to God. Amen.